Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. So I want to talk a little bit more from a perspective of ego connected to energy, connected to outcome and experience. And it's in the premise and the idea of retreats. Um, If you've never been on a retreat, if you've never hosted a retreat, I hope that this provokes you to do one or the other and maybe eventually both. But whenever I'm in this space, I'm constantly hearing, like Marvin, this incredible wisdom, this, this place and this ability to hold space for people and to dissect and even in the questions being probed to the presenter and to and from the audience, there's this recognition that there is this, this yearning for more. And I don't think that ego is always bad. In fact, I think oftentimes we run away from ego because we don't want to be selfish and yet there's an element of self needed to exist. And what's happening is by herd mentality, by cultural phenomenons, people are saying less of me. And in that less of me and more of whatever the movement is, whatever the collective is, perhaps even if you're falling in attunement with a greater population or a greater identity, a familial identity, whether it's the base root of your family ID name, perhaps, like you're still stuck in what you were and you've never yet detached and become something new. Maybe you're in an environment right now that is keeping you trapped from even vocalizing who you're uniquely designed to be. Maybe it's the the community workforce that you have and it's a suppression mechanism from the top down. I think they're trying to get away from that, but I still think that there's surely corporate entities that are, are not allowing ego to be an element of health for their organization. Ultimately, we talk about purpose in this space all the time, and we are literally uniquely designed to exist in the fullness of who we are, which is a representation of our creator, of the divine nature, and we're told, no, mm -mm. you have to be of this nature in order to fit in here. And we know, like, we're, we want to stand out, especially in social media, especially in places like this. We know that every single voice has a different sound to it, intentionally no different than the vocal sound, no different than your thumbprint. Why are we trying to suppress something that's needed? The opposite, of course, we know people who are too egotistical, too self-centered, that is narcissism. And we also live in a very narcissistic environment, especially in the American culture. And I'm all for America. Love me some Americans. But 
knowing that there is this, this, it's celebrated. That ego becomes an element of who they are. They actually can't separate themselves from anything else. Because if they lose the suit, if they lose the voice, if they lose the power, if they lose the money, who are they then? So I want to talk about retreats and how does ego and your specific ego connected to energy, connected to experience, help align you in 2023? How does it help align you forever? And what does a retreat actually mean? So I looked up the definition. I think it's always important to understand because you might put it in context since I host retreats internationally and nationally, both for personal and professional development, that you, you're looking at just a, oh, a time away, like, or maybe a full time in because you're going within intention. But this word poked out to me when I was reading it and it was a withdrawal, a withdrawal. Oh my gosh, does anyone know that ego can be such an element of addiction based in the environment in which you're in? What if you withdrawed away from that? To withdraw from enemy forces as a result of their superior power or after a defeat. Gosh, that was not the definition I was looking for. I was thinking it was going to be like, I just had tropics in my mind, maybe because I'm headed to Costa Rica tomorrow for several weeks and I'm thinking about being in that environment. I want to retreat from what is normal, the box culture, the supersonic rat race, the cell phone towers, like everything that's happening around us, the media, the TVs, the screens, the presence, even the lights. They can get to be too much. But when I thought about it from this lens, which is essentially a war, they're talking about being on enemy grounds. And the retreat, right, the, the command and demand of retreat is so critical for us to survive. This is a survival mechanism for the ego too. And I want this to just hopefully light your spirit up a little bit. Hopefully give you some grace for the space that you've been desiring so deeply. Maybe your retreat is even just in the comfort of your home during this season. And you're like, nah, I think I'm gonna not do all the things that I said yes to, because really the only reason I was saying yes was connected to ego or connected to social norm or connected to expectation of somebody else. And you're actually allowing your narcissism in that realm that you had to be at the party because you're the life of the party to lead you into the yes. But what if your intuition is prompting you even in this morning's conversation to go a little slower, to retreat because you're at war every single day. In my belief system, in, in, there is an element of war every single minute in the supernatural. Fighting for your attention, fighting for your fear, fighting to keep you trapped, fighting against everything that's inside of you to become who you were meant to be. Doubt, overwhelm, anxiety, depression, isolation, burnout. Not enough of this, not enough of that. This isn't just you having an ego problem. There's a spiritual warfare against your ego, against your energy, against 
the experience that God wants you to have here on earth as it is in heaven connected to your divine plan. And you stop. You stop there. You say, oh, I'm just afraid, so I won't. I loved how we were talking about this morning that fear and risk go hand in hand, but fear and risk when we actually make the step allow us because of our choice in retreat to become more, to own who we are more, to shine bright, fearlessly, to reclaim your personal power. There's a process and Everyone goes through this. In fact, even humanity and our culture, specifically in America, has done this since the 1960s. And I'm pulling this as a reference to an incredible book. If what I'm talking about today is inspiring you, holy moly. It's a combination of two I'm going to share from today. The Anatomy of the Spirit by Caroline Miss. Miss is spelled M-Y-S-S. The Anatomy of the Spirit. And then additionally, I'll be reading a little bit from Always Becoming, which is my book. Because it goes hand in hand connected to this conversation and the environmental factors, the war that I've walked through and the war that you are walking through every single day. Here's the evolution to reclaim your personal power and why a retreat is the perfect way to do so. Because if you don't retreat, you stay in enemy territory and you remain in an opportunity to defeat. Now, you could become the victor in that scenario, and I pray that you are, and you do, and you will, and and you get to stay right and hold your ground. But I don't think that there should be shame in this process. I don't think that you not attending the family function is actually going to ruin your relationship with them forever. They're going to question you. It's going to feel hard. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable. But what about the resting place that you're also creating for yourself, for your family, for your ego that's connected to your legacy? I did this firsthand for several years, actually. And it was one of the hardest things I had ever done because I was so tied to the family dynamics, to the family traditions that had been developed in my life. Traditions aren't always healthy. Traditions are so long that you sometimes don't even know the generational past and why it was even started. Do you know what that is for Christmas, for Halloween, for Easter? There are so many things that we celebrate. Thanksgiving that we do based on tradition and we actually don't know the the DNA of it. Do you know, have you retreated to discover your unique divine DNA? Or are you allowing everyone else to dictate it? Because this book talks about how your biography will affect your biology. Where you are, how you're existing, the enemy lines in which you're still maintaining, even in spite of the fact that you're depressed, even in spite of the fact that you're lonely, even in spite of the fact that you're experiencing anxiety or even physical ailments. This is people who are addicted. I have been there, addicted on so many things for so many reasons. 
and I suppressed my ego because I was, I was okay with being a part of something bigger and not allowing myself to shine. I was okay with the suppression, even if I could be in the spotlight because I knew eventually my ego would go back to that place of shame when I was in the shadows and I would fight against myself. Are you in your current mind's eye, in your own intuitive gut, in your own self-conscious fighting yourself in these conversations people are having and you're having it with yourself because you've never vocalized the problem. You've never written it down. You've never visualized your way out. You've never retreated. And so in society, in order to reclaim our personal power as America and individually, there's a flow. This is it. First, you experience revolution. Then you experience involution. Then narcissism. I know everybody thinks it's a bad thing. We'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> then from narcissism, evolution. Guess who was the example for this evolution? Premised on narcissism. I loved it. I was like, what? Mother Teresa, yep. Gandhi, and a Dalai Lama. And we put them in this place of higher supernatural. How do we ever get to, to that spiritual experience? I want to be there. I want to supersede all elements of my energy. And I want to exist in this place of supernatural. I've been experiencing this, y'all, lately. And it is blowing my mind. We always point up to heaven as this far away land, never ever land like Peter Pan. And we're going to fly up there with angel wings one day. But literally the Lord's prayer is to ask for heaven here on earth. Have you ever retreated enough to experience heaven here on earth? I have. I have. But it took this process. It took a revolution. It took me saying no more. I'm going to retreat. I'm going to not go to the family function. I'm going to not do that thing that they are all asking and expecting me to do because I want to stand my ground for righteousness. I want to stand my ground for my own self-protection. I want to stand my ground for sanity. From the outside looking in, that sounds a bit narcissistic. Out to protect thyself. In it for your personal power. If you know anything about Christianity, this might feel deluded. Because you're like, wait, why are you giving yourself that when there's a divine source to your power? Yes. But if you don't have the revelation and the revolution, which is the change of something that has been not working. It's an idea premised from a creative, intuitive notion deposited from your father in heaven to say you were made for more. Retreat with me. You're made for more. And that more sometimes feels difficult when we're pointing it in the direction of pushing other people away. But I can assure you the protection that you take, the revolution that you experience based on the next involution opportunity 
It will change the dynamic of your relationships. It will change the dynamic of your life. It will change the legacy of your children and your children's children. And your purpose will evolve into something far greater than you've ever experienced. Sometimes you just need to retreat. Get out of the territory lines. Get out of the enemy fire. Figure it out for yourself and get aligned to the superior power so that one, they can implode and they will. I say they hypothetically. I'm not sure who you're pointing your finger at because in this process of involution, you stop pointing fingers and you start raising your hand. Whew, it's needed. And boy, it sucks. <laughs> because in a revolution, you have this idea, you have this revelation and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to do that thing again. I don't want to stay in this addicted mentality. I don't want to stay depressed. I don't want to stay in this hospital. I don't want to stay in this bed. I'm tired of sitting on the couch and watching everybody else's dreams come true. Why am I stuck? Your ego is stuck. We have to free thyself. Come into your personal power and move from pointing fingers to raising our hands. It took me years of therapy, to be honest, to move from that place, both in my marriage and in my family and ultimately in society. Because a lot of things I could blame. I could blame sex culture. I could blame alcoholism from family dynamics. I could blame DNA. You could too. I could blame media or politics or my community or my government. I could blame a lot of things and people. I could name specific internet sources that I like that took control over my life when I was little. The algorithm. Are you complaining about the algorithm? Are you pointing to the algorithm? That social media keeps you depressed, it keeps you comparing, it keeps you isolated, it keeps you in a place of fear and judgment of thyself. You're burnt out, you're overwhelmed. Have you retreated recently? Because the involution, when you stop pointing fingers and you start raising hand, means you're taking an inventory. An inventory, you found a place to exhale. Do you know how, um, how terrible it is for your system to constantly be in fight, flight, or freeze mode. To constantly feel like you're, you're jabbing and hooking and moving and ducking and trying to roll out from the enemy warfare that's happening around you. You need a place to exhale. You need a place to fully release. You know, people talk about this in a mastermind setting and they say, let's do this professionally. Let's come together because I know all the CEOs in the room are tired. We're constantly doing this, actually. Maybe you do a girlfriend's getaway. Maybe you do it with the guys and you guys are all in the man cave. You're retreating from social norms, which is marriage, which is the, the life as we know it. And we're giving ourselves excuses Still pointing fingers rather than raising our hand and saying, you know what? I don't need that this time. I need something different. In the professional environment, we can do this. But what happens often is that place that I told you that narcissism is where people are hanging out. And it's now affecting your personal evolution and personal power play. And you can't get out of it. And therefore, you literally resort back to those suppression ideas of you're not good enough. 
Your mind will become your biggest battlefield. Have you retreated from your mind lately? This is what meditation is. This is what manifestation is. This is what having a supernatural encounter through prayer and worship is. Take your focus off yourself and start getting aware of everything else. Revolution is environment. Involution is personal identity. And in your exhale, you might become aware of your very breath. The breath that you've been ignoring because you've been panting, because you've been exhausted, because you're just trying to catch your breath every two seconds. If you've never done Wim Hof breathing, highly recommend. He has a phenomenal retreat that takes place in Greenland where you polar plunge and it's, an, oh gosh, it's absolutely amazing. But he literally heals himself. He will have actual medical facilities inject different elements of the flu or stuff into his body. He can breathe his way out of it. This past week when I was sick, I was like breathing in bed. And my husband's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm just Wim Hof breathing. I'm, I'm going to breathe my way past this. This is going to go away. I, I believe it. I was laying my own hands on my own throat to heal it supernaturally because I believe because I have seen and because I am told and because I know. And so belief connected to involution is when you can have an encounter because you've retreated, because you've exhaled, because you've come back into a place of gratitude and you're existing in thanksgiving over the breath that is yours, over the control that you do have and the control that is now being manifested to you based on your divine power. God, he is for you. He is not against you. But sometimes in the battlefield, we're like, are we fighting God? God, why are you doing this to me? Why am I having this sickness? Why am I fighting this person again? Why do I keep losing this position? Why do I not get this next position? God, you gave me that dream and you are not bringing it to fruition. God, I've been praying. I've been doing all the things. I think you've got stuck in narcissism. Thinking that you're owed something. Thinking that everything around you, perhaps even the divine power, owes you something. You're his child after all. But I don't know about you, if you're a mama or a dad, you know that you don't tie the kids' shoes forever. You don't make their lunch forever. You don't brush their teeth forever. There has to be an element of ego, of identity, of personal power connected to that so that you can exist fully on earth, in your natural body, for a temporary time, but in the knowing and the believing that you can evolve past this place of everyone owes me and I need this or you need to believe this about me and come into the higher sense of health self, which is the evolution. This is Gandhi. This is Mother Teresa. They know who they are, but they had to, for a season, look a little nutty. Mother Teresa got kicked out of two different community congregations because they didn't like the way she was doing something. They didn't like how giving she was. They didn't like how free of voice and choice she was. When I didn't go to some of my family functions for over a year, they told me I was in a cult. They started calling me a Bible thumper. 
They would drive past my house and just completely ignore my children. Man, it sucks, doesn't it? It can totally suck, but when you are coming in to that place of involution and I don't have to point my fingers when they're driving by, I get to raise my hand and be like, yeah, I was a part of this problem. I was allowing this to happen. And no matter what happened in your childhood, no matter what is happening to you right now, you cannot make excuses because excuses allow ego to go to bed. And we need your ego to energize your evolution so that we can have a revolution as a society. Wow. The light that you have been gifted needs a fanned flame. I don't know if you know that song, but light a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of that, not for me, for you, for humanity. And this takes us coming to a recognition that we can and we will, but you have to retreat. Because you can't do it with everyone around you telling you no. You can't do it with everybody around you judging you. Because when you come into the involution and then you come into the narcissism, narcissists do not care what you think about them. They could give, you know, they just could. Two cents. I'll say it nicely. <laughs> they could care less. You know, you lose more sleep over the narcissist than the narcissist will ever lose sleep over you. But when you can come beyond that, when you can go higher into the identity that God has given you, and you're actually releasing control, because that's a narcissist's biggest problem and biggest fear is control and power. But when you're releasing that power to the divine because you know he's all-knowing, your life will forever be transformed. So in a retreat, you are withdrawing from any mean forces. You are taking space to exhale fully and release control. You are also raising your hand and vocalizing what's going on internally, sometimes for the first time. I've had women share their stories about personal trauma, about sexual abuse, about infidelity for the first time to me. Why does that happen? It's not about me. It's about the fact that I create space and I create enough space, a long enough time. This is so important. Don't have a one day retreat. It's not long enough. And I believe in the supernatural. I believe healing can happen immediately and it will and it can, but simultaneous to that, when you are unpacking decades of trauma, you have to have time to build them back up. You have to have time to experience and feel again. Feel on the other side of the feeling that you've been settled in for decades. Feel something good. Feel love. Feel being seen. Feel being known. Feel being pampered. Feel the adrenaline that is healthy. Feel the highs of being a child of God. There is fun. There is play to be had. This holiday season, even let's play. Because that will help you tap in to the revolution and the involution that you are worth more. And once you can get past yourself and you can start giving again, as these incredible humans do, you get to stand in full authority with a beautiful sense of ego that I can admire 
and I can then draw from your energy. This is why the body of Christ matters. This is why this idea of always becoming, I don't care where you are, I'm not there yet either. I have gotten somewhere and I am so grateful for the journey, even though it's been hard. We put titles on things like disease, like sickness, like isolation, like depression, like anxiety, like mental health. And we forget that mental health is connected to physical health, which is connected to our spiritual man. I bet you if your spiritual man was fed, your mind would feel a bit more free. It'd have more sustenance. Because we get manna every single day from heaven. And simultaneously, we have an opportunity to live in the land of the milk and honey. Study the word. This is true. Your journey matters to me. But disease and habits can be the same thing. Is your disease premised on your habits? Is it premised on your thought life? Is it premised on the battle and the warfare and the position that you keep playing on the field when that was never where you were meant to be? God, I just looked up my friends today. I pray that there is a revolution in their spirit, in their home, in their soul, that they come into their personal identity, that they have a moment of retreat with themselves, on a retreat with others perhaps, that they have that opportunity to go from pointing fingers to raising their hand, to have that recognition of involution that allows them to say, it's okay to stand my ground. It might look a little bit narcissistic. You might need to love yourself a little harder than you ever have, and it might feel uncomfortable. But when you put in the work, when you put in the time, when you surrender your control and you give away your power to the one who has divinely created you, nobody else, nothing external, your money is not your power, your ego is not your power, he is your power, you will evolve and you'll experience heaven on earth. I love you. I thank you. I'm praying for you. Do you need rest, rejuvenation, just maybe some reflection time, or perhaps some foresight time to vision cast your future, to understand where you are, where you've been, why you are where you are, and where it is that you're going. Some clarity, some direction. Maybe you just need a sabbatical. Well, I would love to invite you to our incredible women's rejuvenation retreat in Dominican Republic this year, September 8th through the 15th. I am one for surprises. I don't think we have enough good ones often. And so you're not going to really know exactly what we're doing, but I can assure you, you'll have cultural immersion. You'll have some amazing spa treatments of some sort, surely tons of adventure, delicious food, and so much more. At the end of the day, my heart is for you to find and experience your own personal revival. Hope to see you there. Oh, and by the way, quick thing. We are adding a founder con ticket, which is taking place in Raleigh in November. And all of the cohort of sisters are going to be there that are coming on the trip, not to mention the incredible entrepreneurs, men and women from across the country who are coming to truly exist firmly planted and to thrive in the new year to come. So we want you to be there. So you get a bonus ticket just for coming to the Dominican. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Can't wait to see you. Book a call today and we'll get you enrolled. See you there. 
Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.